Welcome to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. Each week, we get together to talk about what it takes to get through your retirement years. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with that money that matters. Our unique strategies provide a higher level of planning and management of your retirement wealth to help you get the maximum value from your nest egg during your retirement lifetime. Each week, we talk about a variety of strategies to preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth. Have a question for the team? Connect now at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Or call 888-888-5601. Now, the Elite Wealth Strategies Program with Bruce Smith. Sponsored by the Wealth Care Investment Center. And good morning. Thank you so much for being here with us once again. I am Bill Seller along with Bruce Smith. Bruce, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm here. If I wasn't here, I'd be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. We do very much appreciate you getting up and being here with us this morning. And uh, a lot of good stuff coming up on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what does it take to get a tax break when, when you buy a new car? Also, uh, what is and isn't responding to these continued rate hikes that we're seeing from the Fed? And uh, rethinking where to downsize. I know a lot of folks do that in retirement as well, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But uh, before we get started, Bruce, uh, how was your week, my friend? Just want to catch up a little bit. Things going well? Uh, you know, it's, it's good, and uh, and Mrs. Smith's still putting up with me. I, well, guess, you know, I, I always like to throw, throw Monica into the mix. It's just 42 years of her putting up with me. Wow. That's like two life sentences, you know? Man, <laughs> 42 years. And here yeah. I am getting ready to, to head out on a, a 25th anniversary cruise with my wife. So God bless you, sir. And God yeah, bless her. It's just, God. Yeah, it's, well, you're 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 kind of new to the mix. You haven't heard some of the, the crazy stories. So it's uh, the one that the one that we'd like to tell is uh, one year we were we were in a car accident one year and and we needed to replace the vehicle. So we were looking at a Cadillac Escalade. I'm like, okay, we're gonna get something like armored plated, you know, something to protect us in the event of another wreck. But uh, and I, I ended up calling a a uh, dealer in Philadelphia that was owned by a gentleman with an Italian name. And uh, so I get this guy on the phone, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got just what you're looking for. I'm like, okay. And uh, I said, well, hey, man, it's my anniversary. You know, g g give me a really good deal. You know, we were driving all the way to Philly. And he, he says, oh, he says, hey, how long have you been married? And, I, and back then, I think it was like 28 years. And I said, wow, 28 years. You know, he says, oh, really? He says, yeah, you should have killed her early on. You'd be getting out about now. And I went. <laughs> Honest, true story. Honest to God, God is my witness, and it's like, okay, we're not going there to buy a car, you know? Wow. Yeah, that's what the guy said. I was like, okay, yeah, we're not doing that. So yeah, that was a that was a memorable one. That was pretty crazy, but uh, no, you know, in order to be saint, to go for sainthood, you got to do something just really super extraordinary. So that's the only thing I can come up with. Mrs. Smith is uh, she's my girlfriend, and and she puts up with me. I I don't know. I just, yeah, she she'll be on the list then for sure. Oh, I, I, she's got to be on the short list for you. Yeah. I'm very blessed. And then, you know, the grandkids, they keep us jumping. And and uh, little Bruce, I mean, that, that boy is always thinking. He's always coming up with stuff. And Lily's growing up too fast. So it's just, they, they are they are the best. You know, I mean, it's, I, I never understood. You know, clients would say grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And believe me, nothing can repair you. So if you're out there and you've got one on the way, you know, whatever you think you're going to be doing, whatever you think the experience is going to be like, trust me, you have no idea. You're nothing to prepare you, but it's the greatest thing in the world. It so. is. I've got four myself, four yep. grandkids, and we yep. just had a brand new one show up in January. So, And we all say the same thing. You know, if I knew they were that great, I'd have had grandkids first. You exactly. Know? <laughs> well, I think I think what it is is that it's, it's the joy of children without the pressure of raising them for the most part, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, again, we thank you very much for being here because we do want to talk to you about uh, retirement, what it takes to get through retirement, the things that affect your money and all that. And, you know, one of the things that uh, keeps happening are, are rate hikes from the Fed, although the last one was only a quarter of a percent, which which I guess, Bruce, is a good sign, right, that it wasn't another half or three quarter percent. Well, it's um, the wisdom of the Fed. Wait. Oh, we're talking about the yeah, Fed. Sorry, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, it's okay. But apparently the, the one thing that, that – isn't responding as quickly as they would like is housing and uh just curious you have any takes on why or or what 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 that could be is it because they jacked the rates up so high uh on the mortgages what's going on there do you think well housing i mean you know housing the prices were blown out and and everybody and their brother it's you know there was this big upgrade i'm not gonna lie to you we actually we actually contemplated selling our house it's like if the price is this high let's sell and this is the time to, to downsize. You know, it's like we're, we're there. And we didn't do it. 
and I'm glad we did, quite frankly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so the prices were inflated. And then those people that didn't sell now think that their house is worth what that mystical number was. Well, you know, once you, you raise houses, I mean, we have we have clients. We have a couple of clients that actually were in the midst of of construction, you know. And, and of course, you had supply shortages. You had all these issues. And, uh, and banks actually, I, I don't know necessarily if the banks reneged or if timetables ran out or whatever, but, uh, you know, we have clients that, that now their, their cost is going through the roof because now the interest rate on their project has gone through the roof. So, uh, you know, if you're trying to buy a house, the, the numbers have, have changed dramatically. And, and so you had a high priced house to begin with, I think overpriced, and then you've got and maybe a non-negotiable seller or a lightly negotiable selling price. And then you've got this interest rate, which changed your payment dramatically. So obviously that's going to cause a slowdown, a big slowdown in the, in the, in the market. Um, and then the other thing which we found, which I, I want to be honest, I kind of forgot about, was after the 08 crash, there was a lot of banking parameters that were put in place that, you know, for the guy that was self-employed or the guy that, uh, that was kind of, I would say, asset-rich, cash-poor, um, you know, they change the rules to where there's a lot more accountability in the process. And, you know, it's, it's harder to get a loan, especially when you have tough financial times going on. So I think that they, they've really tightened that, those things down to where people uh, are, that they have issues, you know, refinancing or, or getting into some of these things, or maybe in the past they were able to get loans on properties. So a lot of things have changed in that arena. And, you know, I think you're going to see housing prices come back down um, you know, where will the, the interest rates eventually shake out? I mean, the bank's got to make money, you know, so I understand that. Um, but it's, 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 it's a volatile situation. Well, yeah, really. but, but like you said, a couple things happened, right? For, first of all, for the longest mm -hmm. time, mortgages were almost like getting free money because oh, of yeah. how low the rates were, right? Yeah. Yes. And then the end of 21 through 22, with what people were selling their houses for, it was ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the way the prices shot up and demand shot up and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I have my real estate license. I dealt with a lot of that where clients were, you know, going to 15, 16 houses because other people were swooping in with way overpriced bids uh, and they were losing their bids on homes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think a combination of that just kind of created a perfect storm. Right. And, and and so because of, you know, so when you read the story that says housing isn't responding to the to the rate hikes, there's several factors involved. Right. Yeah. It's, it's and it's not going to respond as quick. Uh, is what I think the, the Fed, I think, was a little bit uh, out there on this one. I think I, I think they were looking for things to happen a little faster. That they just they weren't going to. Yeah. And uh, so many things figure into all this stuff. So many things figure into things that affect your money, which is always why it's great to have a, a team on your side that understands all these things that do affect our money in retirement. Because Lord knows I don't. Uh, I'm not smart enough to keep up with all this stuff. So it's good to have folks on my side that can help me do that. And and that's where Bruce and his team come in uh, at, uh, at WealthCare. And again, if you want to find out more about them, uh, look them up online at WealthCare. That's WealthCare with a K dot com all kinds of good stuff on their website including the chance to uh to chat with somebody get your questions answered and all that wealthcare.com and again that's wealthcare with a k um i did see a headline speaking of inflation and all that in the wall street journal says the u.s consumer is starting to freak out and the journal actually said it's the opposite of the early pandemic when there were stimulus payments people's savings accounts were fat at this point, you got to figure, right? Uh, accounts are getting drained. People that were relying on those those payments don't get them anymore, and uh, we're saving less than half as much of our income compared to a year ago. Uh, should we be freaking out, Bruce? Is this something to worry about, or where are we with all this? I'm still trying to figure out where all the people that used to work went. Thank you. Where, where, <laughs> you know, I did not get the memo to arrive at the site when the giant mothership was coming down to take them away because I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it on the news. I haven't seen it on the internet, but where are all these people at, you know? And, and if they're still here, what are they eating and how are they paying for it? You know, I, I don't get it. I mean, there, there is this mystical hole out there that makes no sense at all. I mean, yeah, people... Oh, I mean, it's it's crazy. There were there were college students, you know, that were getting these big checks because they had a summer job and stuff. I mean, there was just so many crazy things going on, and we've all seen it. 
Uh, but I think a lot of people have depleted. We've seen people tearing into their 401ks and pulling monies out. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously the, the price of my God, I filled up my, my diesel pickup the other day. Cause yeah. I, I try not to drive it too much because of what it costs. <laughs> and, and I about had a stroke, you know, yeah. hundred, $150 or $160 or something crazy like that. And then you pushed so, it home, right? To, to not waste any gas. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, I remember, my God, I remember I'm, God, I'm getting old. But I remember back in the gas crunch, uh, you know, back in the, the original gas crunch, there was talks of, of this was actually proposed, like basically a highway where they would like lift the one end in California and, and you would come east from this time frame. Then they would lower it and, and raise the highway on this end. You know, basically they would like tilt the highway and come coast to coast. You know, this, there was this construction <laughs> idea. I'm like, like, you know, people have lost their minds. So once wow. again, we do that. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, you know, what what people are thinking but they're definitely lowering account values as far as cash reserves savings account reserves and some people even tapping into their retirement accounts you know for the day-to-day living expenses uh you talk about the prices of stuff going up here's a here's a statistic that came out of the atlantic in january uh magazine and this one's great the price of consumer goods has increased by a factor of four since the late 70s college costs have increased by a factor of 14. wow isn't that an interesting one? Yes. Holy cow. Yeah. And then, and then and in lifestyle, the average American family spends nearly $1,900 a year on food they don't eat. I'm, that sorry, one, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm just. That, that, and, and I can, I can, I'm, I'm on, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. I know every time we give my grandson one of those, those peanut butter and jelly round sandwiches yeah. that come out of the, you know. Uh, we we find half of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but wow, almost two thousand yeah. dollars a year. Two thousand a year on food they don't eat. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And I, you know, and and what, what's interesting to me too is we go through all this stuff that it does seem it, it's it's weird to me, right? Because I do see people kind of freaking out and talking about prices and inflation mm-hmm. and all that, but at the same time, I I still see people just going out and kind of living life like they always have. Right, I mean, it, it's almost like if we ignore it, it'll go away. Kind of thing is the feeling I get sometimes. Well, I mean, you still see the long lines of Starbucks. Yeah, that, <laughs> which, that's which what blows, I'm saying. That would, it just blows my mind, you know. Yeah. It, it's I, but I think that's that's the disconnect. We tell you know that's that's the 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 uh, you know the second rule, the second the second step in our ten step process in create wealth, retain wealth is see your money as a pile of real cash. You know, you've got to reconnect with your money. You've got to become and you've got to you got to understand that it is cash. It is money, even though it's a number on a phone or an iPad or a computer or an account. It's cash. It's still money. You've got to view it and treat it as money. You know, to the, the kids today, you know, I don't sound like an old codger, but you know, I mean, eight bucks for a cup of coffee. I mean, come on, you know, yeah. they're, 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 what are they putting in that coffee? You know, it's worth eight bucks. There's nothing. I'm no. sorry. No, so. and, and then of course that also leads uh, to people just now more heavily relying on credit cards and what that does to you. We'll talk about that here coming up. Yeah. Also, uh, will you outlive your savings? We're going to examine how to estimate the unknowable and talk about the, the super core as well. That's all coming up right here with Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealth Care Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. 
You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. And welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. We do appreciate you being up with us this morning. I'm Bill Seller, uh, the new kid in town, hanging out with Bruce here. He lets me do the show with him because uh, otherwise I would just continue to show up on his doorstep every day asking. It was just easier to let me in. Quit banging on the door. Just yeah. come in. <laughs> just do it. Oh, I thought this was pretty cool and, and interesting at the same time. You, you've heard about dogs, right, Bruce, who have the ability to smell cancer cells in their owners or or other people. Yes, yes. Well, now uh, research being done in Europe has shown that ants might have the same capability. So first of all, I'm reading this thinking, who would even think to test ants for something like this? But apparently, even though they don't have noses, ants do have very strong senses of smell through the antennas on the top of their head. And uh, they can smell the difference between lab-grown cancer cells and healthy cells. It's Entirely possible now that ants could be used in the future as a fast, inexpensive, and, and kind of non-invasive tool to uh, detect cancer. I thought that was pretty fascinating. but That's pretty crazy. So basically, you're telling me at the next picnic, it, it's not the ham sandwich you're looking for. Right. Well, well <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the next picnic, if they're more interested in you, you, you may want to go see your doctor. Perhaps that's what it is. But uh, I just thought it was crazy. First of all, who even thinks about, you know what? There's an ant. I wonder if they can detect cancer. I don't know where I don't, you I, don't... Know, I, I stopped wondering that a long time yeah. ago because the one that got me was the um, there's a certain frog that secretes LSD and and, and you know so and, and people were looking remember this was like yeah. they were licking frogs to get high and it's like okay so who is the guy that's sitting there in the bog or in the in the woods in a moldy you know near a moldy tree and he sees this frog and he's like Hey, I'm gonna lick that frog. I wonder if it'll get me high. You know, I mean, I mean, wh- wh- where does that brain, where does that 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 logic even come from? So, you know, yeah, I mean, hey, it's, you know, it, I don't know where it comes from, but you know, about say, there's been some amazing developments, and believe me, a lot of things happen by mistake and by happenstance. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the first guy that says, "Next thing that falls out of that bird's butt, I'm gonna eat it." You know, the guy that had the first egg. Well, that's, that's like the Cafe Luau uh, coffee, you know. Okay, those those, <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. those 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 cats ate that coffee, and now there's they they they, they crapped it out. Let's let's make coffee anyway, you know. I just, yeah. yeah, this is uh, not going where I intended, but okay. Let's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so before the break, and let's get things back on track here. Uh, the question really was, how do you know if you're going to outlive your money? And there really is no way to know for sure, but. The question is, have you thought about how long you're likely to live? Uh, AZ Central has reported in a survey that only 37% of the people they asked actually knew the average life expectancy of somebody at age 60. So first of all, look, I I kind of know the answer to this question, but why is it important to know that? I mean, haven't I saved enough to get through retirement, Bruce? Isn't that what we do? Oh, boy. (laughs) We're going back to the math question. Well, it's... You know, it, it's about lifestyle. You know, it's it, people, and and I, and I fault the financial industry for this one because everything the financial industry comes up with, they 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 want to they want to act like they're they're there to help you. You know, they're not. They're there to sell you something. Let's cut the crap. I mean, I was a broker for eleven years. You know, and my job was to sell you the shiny object that all things would be wonderful. And you know we 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 have they've done the free social security report to get you in the office, which is a bunch of you know I, I tell people I'll say you want to know how to get the, every nickel you can possibly get out of social security. It's very simple. Just tell me the day you're going to die. It's a mathematical equation. I can tell you exactly when to claim your benefits. Get every single possible nickel. And if you can't tell me that, then that report is useless because you don't know when you're going to die. So you know this this is kind of along the same lines. You know, will I run out of money in retirement? You know, they're running an analysis and they're saying, you know, if uh, if you have this amount of money today and if the markets perform in certain ways and if inflation is a certain thing and if you're spending this amount of money to provide this lifestyle, then your probability of running out of money is this. And that's what it, it's a it's called a Monte Carlo simulation where they run a thousand permutations of the market. So, again, it's it's assumption after assumption after assumption after assumption. And they're, they're grouped together to give you this number. I mean, it's better than nothing, 
You know, we use it. All financial professionals use it. But when you when you do that, um, you know, you've got you've got to look at the stability of of the of where your money's at and what you're doing. Uh, you know, a lot of times, and that is, I mean, it is a measurement we use. And, and from a comparative basis, if we're able to reduce the risk exposure, for example, on the money, uh, you know, twenty, thirty percent, that makes that 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 probability more durable, more consistent. You know, we're not looking to to significantly increase the rate of return. That's the one thing that freaks people out with us. It's you know, if we look to the wisdom not of of Wall Street, I always say we look to the wisdom of Warren Buffett. We look to the wisdom of the large endowments like your your Yale, Columbia, MIT, Harvard, and if you look if you look at their annual reports for their endowments, you'll see this language. It'll say, mitigating losses takes precedence over maximizing gains. So not losing money is more important than how much we can make. Warren Buffett, first rule, money don't lose money. Second rule, so you're rule number one. <laughs> but the best, but but the guidance, the 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 ruler, the yardstick we use to build portfolios comes from Warren, and what he said was this: He said measuring the return of a portfolio is a good and fair and equitable measure, but a better one is risk-adjusted return. And if you do it, if you do this, then you'll look more towards conservative investments that have more upside potential than downside potential, and this will help you avoid investments that have unnecessary keyword and harmful risk and if you if you have more upside potential than downside potential this will work about perfectly in helping your returns so if you can have a portfolio that's more durable and more consistent that certainly helps with that the prediction the predictive characteristics of running that kind of an analysis do people really run out of money yeah I've seen it but they don't you know they don't fall over and die you know, what most people do is they pare back their lifestyle. What, what they're really, the question really is, what is the lifestyle you want to have? And what's the price tag attached to that lifestyle? And how will that price tag change over time due to inflation or due to other unforeseen circumstances? And, and you know, as people see their, their, their nest egg dwindling, what will happen is they will have to adjust their lifestyle. As we build our planning, I tell people, I say, you know, let's build a plan with a good income stream for 20 years while you're still jumping around, your joints are working, you're feeling pretty good, you don't have any health issues, and you want to see the world, live the world, do the things you want to do, then we can pare back the income. Let's see what that looks like. I think that's better than just a linear, easy-peasy calculation with some inflation thrown in there. Yeah. But again, that's it's a little harder to do. It's a little more advanced planning, but you know we're very realistic about that. But then, you know, the other part is, you know, what about taxes? You know, you don't get to take $1,000 out of that retirement account and go spend $1,000. You know, you've got to take out 1200 or 1250 or 1300 and send Uncle Sam his share so you can have that 1000 in your hand to spend. Ah, that pes- and that's a, that's a big erosion tool, you know. Yeah, that, that pesky Uncle Sam. We'll talk yeah. more about that, taxes and, and all of that in retirement uh, coming up next. Also, what is it going to take to get a tax break on the purchase of your next car? Well, we're going to talk about that as well. And remember, if you've saved $500,000 or more and have questions about stuff you've heard on the show today or want to talk about your retirement plan, let me give you the number again to talk with Bruce and his team at WealthCare. The number is 888-888-5601. 888 888 5601. And if you can't call right now, I get it. It's early. Well, jot the number down and call when you can. Or check them out online at wealthcare.com. And that's wealthcare with a K. This is the Elite Wealth Strategies Program with Bruce Smith. We've been traveling far. Welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith and uh, me, the new guy. I'm Bill Seller, hanging out with Bruce as we talk to you about retirement and and getting through those retirement years and the things that you're going to have to do to make sure that you have enough money. Before the break, we were just talking about different things that affect your money. And, And the thing you were talking about, Bruce, as we went into break was taxes. And I know that tax planning is at the top of your list for folks when they start to to get ready to think about retirement. Talk more about that and, and what it is that you do when you work with folks as far as tax planning goes. The first thing that, that people think is, I don't have enough money that I need tax planning. 
you know, they, they don't realize how valuable it is. Uh, and, and, you know, and we've, we've done enough of these plans over the years that the tipping point's really at about three to 400,000. So we can have a safe margin at 500,000. So if you've saved 500,000 or more for your retirement, that's where, that's where the tax strategies really start to, to get a pretty big head of steam and, and really bring significant value. And that's the key. You know, you should, I always tell people, you know, step one is, in our process is be involved in your money. You know, you should never take your money and lay it at the feet, the foot of, of an advisor, an advisory team and say, do that thing you do so well and just hands off because, you know, it, it's your money. And the success or failure of that planning is going to affect you and your family more than it will ever affect an advisor or a financial company or a custodian. So be involved in your money. And if you're going to involve any outside parties, an advisor, they've got to bring a tangible value to the table, something you can put your finger on. And for most people, uh, that value has to come from the investment portfolio. So basically, they, they ask you the risk questions. They design a pie. Here's how much in stocks. Here's how much in bonds. And, and it comes down to the question of, are they providing sufficient value for the fee they're charging for that portfolio they built for my investments? And when we ask about that, they'll say, well, um, I hope. I always hear that word hope. I hope that, that I'm getting more value for them doing that. I hope that their portfolio would outperform what I would do myself, or I hope uh, that it's better than where I was before, or whatever the case may be. So the value is is there, and that's that's where it has to come from. Now, some people have said, well, I don't have an advisor anymore because I didn't think there was enough value, so I do it myself. And I think there's an argument for that in some cases. So, But then when you add tax uh, tax strategies onto the equation and say, okay, if I could lower your taxes over your lifetime, if I could save you 200000 300000 $400,000 in taxes, plus do all this other stuff. What's that worth? So it's a, it's a serious value added proposition for most people. Um, you know, and, and our tax, our tax strategies are to the point where we have CPAs to become clients, which I have to tell you, makes me giggle a little bit every time it happens, <laughs> you know, and, and I ask them, I say, you know, you're a CPA. Why are you know, like, well, Bruce, what you do is such a unique skill set. You know, I mean, if your strategy is unique, it's not something I, I do or I know a lot about. I mean, I was the CFO at a college or I was a, a tax preparer type CPA. I've checked your numbers. They're spot on. But, you know, the strategy is phenomenal. But it's not something I know a lot about. Again, you've got to have that experience, the tools. It is a, it is a specialty. And so we are specialists in that area. So, but what happens is, you know, we always start with the baseline. So whatever you're doing now, you know, I mean, and it's it's real planning. This is not some spreadsheet or something scribbled on a napkin or some kind of a sales approach. So, you know, we take you take your tax return, we take uh, the investment statements, we look at the actual risk of the different investments, and put all these things together and say, okay, now as we look into the future, here's what not only what the investment portion looks like, the income portion, the inflation looks like, but here's the impact of taxes, and we know what the tax burden looks like that expense year by year by year by year going forward so we start with the baseline and 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 over your lifetime and for the residue uh, of, of those retirement assets going to a surviving spouse going to your children now the i'd say the general consensus is you know that you know we don't want you know if any money is left there we want as much of it as possible to go to our family heirs we don't want it to go to uncle sam Uncle Sam is the beneficiary that's not on your form, <laughs> but if you have three or more kids, the person who will get the most money from your residue retirement assets is none of your three children. More will go to Uncle Sam than any of those three kids in most cases. It doesn't, that just doesn't seem right. I, I, I know, but it's <laughs> what it is, right? So once we, we know that baseline, we say, okay, so here's the tax burden, the tax expense over your lifetime, and then uh, here's the expense to the kids. Now, the neat part about to the kids is, we look at that starting from today because, you know, as you said, we don't know when we're going to die. So let's assume, God forbid, let's say two years from now, you and your wife are killed in a car accident. Okay, well, that's a trigger and event. It goes to the kids. So we, we have a A, B comparison. Here's, here's, what the, here's what the taxes would be, you know, in your current plan. Here's what they would be with our plan. And we go right down the list. So you can see that it's not something you have to be 90 years old to see a benefit from. Well, you wouldn't see a benefit. Your kids would. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how much of my wealth will transfer to my kids and how much more will transfer with the, the wealth care or elite wealth strategies? Okay, great. So there's that. 
The second thing is, is that we're building a tax strategy to benefit you with more wealth during your lifetime. This is not something specifically built that, oh, this means more money for your kids, but you're making a sacrifice during your lifetime. That's not the goal. Uh, the big one is this. <laughs> I love asking this question. You know, you sit down with somebody, you know, do you think taxes will be higher in the future? I'll ask you, Bill, <laughs> do you think taxes will be higher in the future? I'm, uh, I'm going to go with yes, Bruce. You know, well, I mean, and, and that's, that is the majority answer. Uh, you know, there is, there is, uh, uh, the people that say that Congress spends money like a drunken sailor. I think that's a slam towards sailors. Sailors, but, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, and be, being a, being a, a Navy veteran myself, uh, that's just not, not very nice, but, um, you know, so if, if taxes are higher in the future, if you can shield assets, if you can protect assets from those higher tax rates and continue to grow it and keep 100% of the growth on those, on those monies as you're going through this, that really is a snowball acceleration of wealth that it's benefiting you on your side, but it's also, you know, shielding that from those higher rates where the government, you know, gets more and you get less. So that comes into play. So all of these things add up to where, you know, what, what are you going to pay over your lifetime plus what will the kids pay in inheriting this money? So they came out with Secure Act a couple years ago, uh, and that's it. they changed the rules. For, one of the biggest rule changes in the history of retirement plans. And, you know, we all said we'd pay taxes later. Everybody told you pay taxes later. You're going to be at a lower tax bracket. You're not going to need as much money, you know. But nobody ever said here's what the tax cost is going to look like. We show that to you. Well, then they said, you know, your kids can't stretch it out over their lifetime. They got to pay all the taxes within 10 years after you're gone. Well, that's a game changer. So now Uncle Sam's got his hand out and it's a pure cash grab, plain and simple. Okay. So they got to pay all this money within 10 years after you're gone. Well, you know, if you leave, say there's a million dollar residue goes to your kids, they got to take a hundred grand a year out and that's taxable income on top of their income. And if they're both still working, yeah, if they're both still working, that's on top of their income. So now what's that tax bracket? And that's what they're going to slice out of your residue that they're getting paid that year. Now tell me that's not a cash grab. Yeah. Okay. Come on. So yeah, this is how it works. Okay. So, so we show that. Say, okay. So here's how. So now that's, there's the total. So let's say that number is, and, and, and I have to tell you, we do so many of these plans. We know the math. So if you have a million dollars safe retirement, and you're retiring at 65, married, married, finally, jointly, you have a couple kids, and you live to age 90 and you die. Typically, the lifetime tax bill between you and your kids is over a million dollars. Seriously. Now, remember, that's over, you know, over 30, over 25 years for you, plus one of the kids for 10 years. Right, but, right. But, but so it's a million bucks. You know, when we're done with our planning, it's typically like 550. Wow. So is it worth having the tax strategy? It makes all the sense in the world. It's worth <laughs> developing. Now, is, does it work for everybody? No. But it, if it works for you, you get to see it in black and white. And that's the whole, that's the name of the game. Now, the, the really ugly, the super ugly in this is that, and, and we've got to where now people are bringing their adult children in, you know, and becoming part of the planning. Because if that child, this is the one that nobody, I mean, even, I teach other advisors. I was just in Vegas recently with 50 of the top advisors in the country talking about this. If, you know, let's say that, that you're 65. Okay, so if you're 65 and retiring and you have kids, typically how old are your kids? 30s to 40s. Yeah. 40s, 40, yeah, 45, yeah, yeah. somewhere yeah. there. Okay. And so 65, you retire. And, and, you know, you and your wife have worked and you've got a million, million five saved up for retirement. And, and, you know, so you're good with your money. You die at 90. All right. And you hand this money off to your kids. How old are they? They're now 65. You just screwed their retirement. Wow. Cause that now they're going to have a, a mandatory hundred grand being dumped on them on top of everything else. And, and their tax planning just is, is non-existent. It just went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've got, so you have the benefit to you during your lifetime. You have the benefit to a surviving spouse of eliminating the widow tax trap as much or totally as possible. And, and we show a case study that we, we put out there that um, it, it, this is, is, and I showed this to the advisors, you know, a CEO with $10 million in a 401k who's 60 years old, we apply our tax planning. By the time he's 68 and retired, 
he gets 100% of his Social Security tax-free, 100% of his income tax-free. He's getting like 300 grand a year out of his investments tax-free. He qualifies for the lowest Medicare premium for him and his wife. He even gets low-income Medicare supplements. Okay, so the power of doing this is amazing. But people, you know, they, they go to a CPA and, and you say, well, I have a tax repair. I have a CPA. They, they can do that, right? No, They're, they look at tax history. Here's, what ha- here's how much you made. Here's how much you own tax for last year. Send it in. That's it. Hmm. This is forward-looking tax analysis, forward-looking strategies. It's, a, it's something typically reserved for people that have 5, 10, 15, 20 million dollars. We've taken technology and we have great strategic partners that we've built the machine that does this. It's unique in the marketplace. It's unique to wealthcare. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, if, if that sounds like something that, that you'd be interested in doing and who wouldn't be, <laughs> cutting your tax bill up to possibly 40%, well, that's, that's a great reason to call Bruce and his team at Wealthcare. And again, uh, the phone number is 888-888-5601, 888-888-5601. You can find them online at uh, wealthcare.com, and that is wealthcare with a K, wealthcare.com with a K. little chat thing right there, too, that bubble pops up. You can start asking questions right away when you get to the website. Wow, it seems like a no-brainer to me. I mean, if, if you've got a chance to save, and I know you said it's not 40% for everybody, but there's a chance to save any money in taxes and not give any of it back to, uh, you know, he's really not your uncle, uh, Uncle Sam. You don't want to give him anything more than, than he deserves. So, again, get he's the uncle that He's the uncle that neither of your parents will admit <laughs> is their brother. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, nobody really wants to sit next to him at Thanksgiving. So give him a call, 888-888-5601. And coming up here, we're going to take a little break. But on the way, what is it going to take for you to get a good tax, speaking of taxes, a tax break on your next car and uh, super core inflation? Because regular inflation doesn't sound mean enough. We're going to talk about that as well. It's all coming up on Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your nest egg's financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies can help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for your retirement income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a fresh diagnosis because managing your wealth can be just as important as managing your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the wealth care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online. That's wealthcare.com. Oh, and again, thank you so much for getting up with us this morning and being a part of the show. This is Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. I am Bill Seller, hanging out with Bruce here as we talk to you uh, about uh, getting ready for retirement, some things that uh, you need to be aware of, things that affect our money in retirement, ways to make sure you hang on to more of it than you give away in taxes. We've been talking about all that stuff this morning. And one of the things that I led off the show with, Bruce, was uh, asking, what's the best way to get a tax break on your next car? Well, apparently, it's if you buy electric. The electric car maker is making it easier for you to claim the new EV tax break. Tesla has already slashed prices by as much as 20% to kind of start things off. And now the New York Times reporting Ford is dropping the price on their Mustang Mach-E by about $5,900, meaning more of the Ford EVs are eligible for the tax credit. I didn't realize that there was a price limit on the tax credit. I thought if you bought electric, you got a tax credit. I don't understand any of this. You're a car guy. Help me out here. 
<laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not an electric car guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I like I, how you kind of you know, lowered your voice for that. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not <laughs> well, I yeah. I see. I have a slot for an electric Hummer actually, but I don't know that I'm going to follow through. And if they offer it to me, oh, it'll okay. probably be it'd probably be twenty four. Um, yeah. They they it's eighty thousand uh, dollars for vans, SUVs, and pickups. So that's one of the reasons why I'm like saying no to the Hummer because the Hummer, really? Hummer is a hundred grand, so that wouldn't qualify. And it's 55,000 for other vehicles because, you know, Porsche has come out with an electric, Mercedes has an electric, uh, you know, Lamborghini now has an electric. I mean, everybody's coming out with them. And, you know, they're saying, wait a second, you know, if you can afford that thing, you don't need the tax credit. So they, mm-hmm. they were squawking about that, which I, I understand. I get it. Uh, that several things. I mean, you have to buy it for your own use, not for resale. It has to be used in the U.S. And then also your, your uh, adjusted gross income cannot be if you make more than 300 grand for a married couple you can't take the credit uh 225 for how head of household and 150 for anybody else so uh you got to be in the right income category you can't make too much money you can't take the credit and the car can't be too expensive so i mean they're looking for people that you know want to buy like the model three tesla the like i said the mustang <laughs> using that mustang on that car i could just kill ford for that yeah. one yeah no um <laughs> yeah that's just that's ridiculous yeah. but it doesn't even look like a mustang you know no, it's got it's got the, the the three blade tail lights, but other than that, and it's got yeah. a horse in the front of it, big deal. But no, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, I just you know, it's it's funny. I I, I just really don't. Uh, I don't see long term. It's just so many fallacies. I think with these cars, they, they're cool. I mean, if you live in a city and you're getting around the city, uh, I think they're great. If you've got a garage, you can charge them in. That's great. But you know, people plug in plugging cars in on the street. I don't see happening. I don't see that infrastructure coming. You know, it's it's just I don't know. It it, it just well, seems like somebody's getting a lot of under the under the table money. On this well, whole, this whole package. I was going to say now, if one were a conspiracy person, and I'm not saying that I am, uh, the the sudden push of electric vehicles and everything. I, I always wonder whenever anything like this comes forefront and becomes very important for the government to give you tax breaks. How many of those guys in Washington are somehow invested in in? what the production of all this stuff oh yeah man i'm, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy guy out loud and uh, a lot of it in my head where you don't want to go in there but uh but i always wonder that right how much how much else is uh, going on behind that curtain and they're great vehicles i mean my my new vehicle is 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 a hybrid it's it's actually a gas engine with an electric engine siamese behind it and i gotta tell you something the first time i smashed that thing to the floor Man, it, it like squashed my brain into the back half of my head. I mean, it was like, wow, this is crazy. And, and you know, so, I mean, there's a lot of really great developments there. Um, you know, I mean, and, and for people that, for the average person that, that's commuting or just doing short commutes and stuff, that's great. My problem is, you know, I'll do a long distance drive. Like, say I'm going to the shore. Let's use that, that Hummer example. I mean, if I had an electric Hummer, I'd take it to the beach. Sure. And, and you know, but so we're halfway there. And I'm like, okay, right, let's pull in here. And, and let's hang out for 45 minutes while I charge my vehicle. Everybody else finds something to do, you know, that, that's not going to go over too well, you know? So, I mean, it doesn't fit everybody's lifestyle, but I mean, for the average daily stuff, as far as cutting down emissions and stuff, I think it's great. But, but what's, what's the cost to produce that, that battery and human capital? What's it cost as far as materials? You know, what, how, what was the emissions used to generate those materials? How are you going to dispose of that battery when it's all said and done? I mean, I, I mean, I look long-term prognosis on it, and I just I don't see it coming together. But that's me. But yeah, there is a tax break if you do it, um, and it is a tax. It is a full-blown tax credit. So you know, if you owe, it's dollar for dollar uh, tax credit, which is you know, it's not a write-off. It's it's you know, if you owe seven thousand dollars in taxes, you got a seventy-five hundred dollar tax credit. You don't pay tax. You know, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it is good in there. Yeah, you, it's funny. I, I kind of laugh a little bit. I remember a couple of years ago reading a story that uh, out in California, and this is odd because weird stories never come out of California. Um, <laughs> that, Let's that, build a solar farm. Yeah, yeah. that they shut down the uh, the uh, the EV Prius factory because the factory itself was emitting more emissions than was allowed by the California government. So is I like, <laughs> define the irony? Yeah, yes. where does where does it end? My goodness. Oh, wow. man. So um, I had never heard this term before. I'm, I'm sure you have because you're in the biz, but uh, never heard of super core inflation. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says the Fed is paying close attention to this stat a little more than they have in the past because it might be a better indicator than the consumer price index. And 
I find out that super core uh, inflation is, is when prices of certain goods and services really go up and affect us. And do I have that right? Or, or do you know what, can you explain super core inflation better than I can? Well, they, they're, they're actually taking away food, energy, things that, that will, will move uh, dramatically. Okay. And, and trying to find a more, uh, the key word here is core, you know, so they're basically saying, okay, food, food can jump around pretty hard. Uh, what else? Uh, energy, housing, uh, those things. So they get they get rid of the volatile stuff, and they say, you know, so really for what people are seeing out there, what's a realistic, more accurate snapshot of of where the price pressures are at? So so Supercore ex- excludes food, energy, and housing, and then looks at everything else and says, okay, you know, what's really going on? You know, again, back to my my comments I said in earlier shows, you know, it's it's i call it data crafting you know it's basically well, i don't like those numbers so let's do this it's a different viewpoint you know um I, you know it's just it just gets stupid i want the numbers to say what i want them to say so let's come up with a way to make them look that way you know yeah it that, that at the end of the day that's what i believe you know it's just and 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 whenever you, whenever you have statistics and then you add the government into it you know, they're, they're trying to make it say what they want it to do for funding or for whatever the case is. There's always an ulterior motive. It's not, you know, it's not an honest assessment. So, yeah. Well, that's the case though, right? I mean, you can always take numbers, answers to surveys or whatever, and, and manipulate them to give you the answers that you really want. And that's, yeah. that's the danger in that stuff. So, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you ask questions. I mean, you know, during, during the COVID thing, I, you know, and I'm, not, not the, not the conspiracy thing, but you know, I said, I said, my question is, you know, how many they keep they keep saying, you know, COVID deaths and all. I said, how many people are dying total? What, what's the, you know, and, and is that number abnorm- abnormally high? And and interestingly, if you look at the curve, um, you know, it, it really wasn't beyond the mean. You know, like in Pennsylvania, the number of deaths per year. It, it was it was kind of it fell right into the numbers, but they were so big on here's what we wanted to say, here's what the press needs to say, and yeah. you know it was I mean it was a horrible thing, no question about that, you know, but but whenever people want to slant things, it just it drives me crazy. Yeah, and I always believe that the the truth was between the folks who said it's not real and the numbers. The yeah. truth is in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So well, listen, I brought this up earlier, but uh, what an interesting idea this is, according to the New York Times. Some developers are considering changing the way they build retirement communities and making them mixed age use facilities. So retired folks are living with millennials and other generations. Folks my age and millennials, do you think they could live together? I think it could be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, back back to the uh, back to the egg, uh, the, the price of egg issue. I mean, I, I saw I saw a picture uh, had this really good looking girl. Uh, she was in the water in the pool, and the guy sitting on the edge of the pool was about sixty, and it had young girl and it had egg farmer. <laughs> So yeah, there's a mix of old and you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I think um I I know that that as as I get older, I I want to keep my mind active. That's one thing, you know, we tell people all the time because you know, I mean, yes, we we work with the math, we work with the financial side, but you know, in doing this for so many years, I always tell people I say, you know, you know, plugging in the information you get at Wealthcare is is not just financial. It's really it's it's the synopsis of all that we have learned over the last 36, 37 years and, you know, from retirees and sharing that information with you. And then one of them, I said, so, you know, I said, we can take care of the financial side. I said, but, you know, you've got to determine the lifestyle side. And and the worst thing you can do is, is you know, plop down on a lazy boy and put on, on you know, reruns of Gunsmoke or Big Bang Theory. You know, you, that, that's that'll kill you faster than anything. You want to stay active. You want to stay plugged in. You want to stay stimulated mentally, uh, and, and you know that there's so many of these things that give you longevity, but the quality of life, you know. And I so I think that's really what they're going for here. Uh, I, I mean, I know I have trouble traveling in circles of my age group because there is a certain leaning of how the conversations go and what they talk about. Like me, I, I'm sorry, I am not an obituary reader. That's not me. I don't look, I don't, I, I haven't looked at an obituary in years. I haven't, other than, you know, if I'm looking for our clients or something, but just to make uh, sure you're there. Not there right? Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, and, and there's so many of these discussions that people, I mean, I'm always, you know, trying to learn new things and, and further my knowledge and do, do all these things. So, 
uh, I find that I tend to be around younger age groups because of the, the stimulating conversations and things. So I, I think it's I think it's a good idea. Um, I think there's a lot to be shared. You know, I, I, I've been asked to speak at a local high school to different groups, different students groups, uh, you know, about career stuff. And my thing is, it's not about doing what I do as a career. I've got a pretty extensive resume of all the different things I've done in my life. And it's basically, how do you, you know, how do you get to those levels? And it's actually very simple, you know, and, and sharing that kind of mentorship, if you will. So I think, I think it makes sense. Uh, I think it's needed. Now, if somebody is looking, you know, to, uh, yeah, hey, come over to my house and, and I need help with this, I need help with this, I need help with this, then I think it'll fall apart. But no, I yeah. think I think for the right groups, like anything else, I think it can work. Well, listen, Bruce, it's always a pleasure when we get together. I appreciate your time and, and hanging out with you. And if you've heard anything on the show that interests you or you've got questions about, reach out to Bruce and his team at wealthcare.com. That is wealthcare with a K.com or give them a call at 888-888-5601. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the WealthCare Investment Center. Center.